0: Many Christians aren't prepared to answer the objections to their faith. But what if there was a podcast dedicated to equipping Christians with answers to engage the culture? That's the purpose of Dean's Dialogue. In this episode, I'll respond to a critique of the Kalam Cosmological Argument recently published by popular YouTube atheist Paul Gia. All right, hey everybody, what's going on? It's Dean Meadows for another episode of Dean's Dialogue. It has been a while since I've been on the podcast, but I couldn't think of a better subject to return to the podcast to talk about, and that is the Kalam Cosmological Argument. Now, for those of you who don't know, there are many popular atheist content creators on YouTube, and one of them is Paul Gia. He Aesthetically, he does really good work, but Unfortunately, he tries to undercut Christianity with his work, and recently, based upon what his followers wanted him to do, uh, he started releasing videos seeking to refute the, the arguments put forth by the most prominent uh, Christian philosopher and apologist, William Lane Craig. And one of those videos was on the Kalam Cosmological Argument, which William Lane Craig is best known for, most known for. And so before we get into responding to the video, what I want you to do is to listen to the audio from that video so that you can have a sense of his objection, and then we can go ahead and systematically break down his objection and respond to it. So this is the first two minutes of the video, and we'll go ahead and we'll play that now.
1: Does God exist? Or is the material universe all that is, or ever was, or ever will be? Are those the only two options? One approach to answering this question is the cosmological argument. But unfortunately, it's not a very good one. There's no shortage of videos about the Kalam Cosmological Argument, the Kalam Cosmological Argument, the, Kalam, argument. the, Kalam, cosmological the Kalam, argument. Kalam Cosmological Argument, and the reasons why it doesn't work as intended. But it seems nearly every day a Christian brings it up to me in comments or social media or even in person. And in the famous words of Inigo Montoya. I don't think it means what you think it means. Since my viewers have asked me to cover more William Lane Craig, and he's the man responsible for its current popularity, let's take a look at the version from Craig's Reasonable Faith Ministry. It goes like this. Whatever begins to exist has a cause. The universe began to exist. Therefore, the universe has a cause. The first thing worth noting is that this is the entire argument, and yet the word God appears nowhere. For the sake of discussion, I could accept the entire thing as is, and all we would have to agree to is that there was a sufficient cause for the universe. To make the leap that this cause is a deity is entirely outside of the scope of the cosmological argument, and does not follow from the premises. Let's say someone emerged from a crowd to lay claim to the throne based on their royal lineage. Prove that you are the son of the king. Every human who was born has parents. This is true. I was born. Also true. Therefore, I have parents. But that doesn't mean your father was the king. Nonsense. Hand me the crown. So even if the Kalam succeeds, it ultimately fails.
0: All right, so in the first two minutes of Paul Gia's video, his argument is basically that the Kalam cosmological argument doesn't prove that God exists. Notice he says, the first thing worth noting is that this is the entire argument. Now, when he's speaking there, he's talking about the deductive argument. This is the entire argument, and yet the word God appears nowhere. For the sake of discussion, I could accept the entire thing as is, and we would have to agree, all we'd have to agree is that there is a sufficient cause for the universe. To make a leap that this that this cause is a deity is entirely outside of the scope of the cosmological argument and does not follow from the premises. And so from there, what he says at the end of the video is... That even if the Kalam succeeds, it ultimately fails. So I have three responses to Paul Gia's video. First, I think it's very important to distinguish between the deductive portion of the argument and the abductive portion of the argument. So the Kalam utilizes deductive reasoning, which is a series of premises where if all of the premises are true, then the conclusion is absolutely true abductive reasoning is an inference to the best explanation. So the Kalam utilizes deductive reasoning to arrive at a, at a cause of the universe and then utilizes abductive reasoning to arrive at the nature of that cause. And what's interesting about this video is later down the line, Polygia doesn't stop at the deductive conclusion of the Kalam. He goes on and in his Inference to the best explanation, he concludes that pre-existing energy caused the universe. So that conclusion is technically outside of the scope of the kalâm, as stated. So what? So Polyia is guilty of doing the same thing that he's accusing Christian theists of doing as well. So that's number one. Number two. It's kind of a mind boggler for me, and, I, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Paul Gia, but I just don't, I guess I just don't understand why he would in, include the idea that, you know, hey, in this argument, the word God is not even mentioned. I mean, is it necessarily true that every argument for the existence of God is automatically required to use the word God in order for it to be an argument? For the existence of God, does does God have to exist in one premise, two premise, all the premises uh, for the argument to be in relation to God? I don't, I don't think so. Because God's not mentioned in the premises, does that make it a bad argument? Of course not. I don't, I don't think so at all. I think this is just a massive distraction regarding the argument. I think it's a, a huge non sequitur. I mean, I could, I think we could argue. The same way uh, I could argue the following that all beings that begin to exist have a cause, a baby begins to exist. Therefore a baby has a cause. Now notice nowhere in the premises did I mention parents, right? Parents aren't mentioned anywhere. So would I like Paul Gia, I be right in saying, but wait, I could accept the argument as it is and say there's a sufficient cause for the existence of a baby without appealing to any particular cause. Therefore, if the argument succeeds, it ultimately fails. Now, obviously, given the deductive conclusion, I can reason abductively, inference to the best explanation, the most probable cause of babies. It is not necessary for me to use parents in the argument to conclude that parents are the cause of babies in the same way. It's not necessary for me to use God in the premises of the Kalam to abductively conclude that God is the best explanation for the existence of the universe. And then third, Polygia tries to suggest that using the Kalam's premises to reason God is like someone seeking to lay claim to the throne Via royal lineage. And so he does this in a very unique way. He has this guy that comes out and he lays out this argument. And this argument is every human who is born has parents. I was born, therefore I have parents. You know, give me the crown. So while deductively he's right, there's still more to the argument. So he's shown that he is in fact human. But the question is, you know, do we have any information that would help us abductively reason that he's the heir to the throne? Okay, who's his parents? What's his last name? Uh, what's the nature of his parents' job? You know, where does he live? Those are all questions that are important, right? That stem from the fact that this guy is is a human, and the fact that he was born. So in the Kalam, questions like, did the universe begin to exist? What's the best explanation for the existence of the universe? Is it possible for an actual infinite to exist? Things like the study of thermodynamics. All of these give us abductive keys to answer the question, is God the best explanation for the universe? So in Paul Game of Thrones scenario, he once again stops at the deductive conclusion without including abductive reasoning to the best, you know, the reasoning to the best explanation, who is this person that is seeking to claim the throne? So I think in those three areas, at least in the first two minutes of Paul Gia's video, I, I think it's just one big non sequitur and really just goes to ignoring abductive reasoning. And so while Apologia's video is very well crafted, and his objections seem convincing. You know, it seems that upon closer inspection, it does not undercut the Kalam. And so just understand that, that those things are going to be out there, and this is how we answer objections like the ones seen from Apologia's video. At least in the first two minutes, there's more to come. So thank you for tuning into the show today. Appreciate you listening. And remember, you can always catch us at www.thedailyapologist.com. Follow us on Twitter at Daily Apologist. And then you can catch us on Instagram at The Daily Apologist. We would love for you guys to continue to pray for us. If you would like to donate, you can do that on the website. Once again, that's www.thedailyapologist.com. And if you want to send us an email, you have a question, go ahead and email us at thedailyapologist at gmail.com. I am Dean Meadows signing off for another episode of Dean's Dialogue in association with The Daily Apologist. Remember, equip yourself to engage culture.